Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 post-game show. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Jim Rosati. Jim, we have another Pirates loss. The Pirates are officially no longer an above 500 baseball team. They are now 26 and 26. How's it going? Uh, frustrated, DiNardo. It's another frustrating game. Yes, it was. Yes, it really, really was. I don't even know where to begin. Uh, the pitching was was off the offense was off and then it kind of came together the second half and uh then they eventually just lost it in extra innings 10 to six. yeah i mean let's let's begin at the end okay let's you do know, that let, i mean the 10th inning in general right uh the pirates got lead off base hit for by brian reynolds in the top half of the inning Kutch moves to third so you, you're, you've got a runner on third nobody outs reynolds on first and strike out strike out strikeout three straight outs there was a rodolfo castro walk thrown in there but right no one puts the ball in play with the runner on third in the 10th inning and you do that you're gonna lose that's it they i this is a team that did i guess if you want to say fought they fought back to tie it up to go into extra innings so again the offense came alive a little bit there towards the end but right the 10th inning Catches on second, like you mentioned, Reynolds gets him over to third. All you need is, is one person to just drive the ball in the outfield, at least get that run. Not that it maybe ultimately would have mattered, but like you couldn't even do that. Like this team has been so incapable of just creating offense. Three runs. Like that's pretty much like the most you can expect on this team. Yeah, I mean, it's just frustrating because it was just a complete lack of situational hitting towards the end of the game. Because you're, you're right. I mean, they did, uh, you know, Contreras came in there and shut the door with the bullpen. Uh, you know, great job by the relievers kind of getting the game into extra innings. But the Pirates had plenty of chances today to score more than three runs. Uh, and they just they couldn't make it happen. And it's just, like I said, uh, Brock right here, L after L after L. It's just, it's a consistent theme now with these guys that they're either just completely dead, like nothing, or, you know, they're getting some signs of life, but they just, they, they can't deliver the blow to actually punish the other team for the mistakes that they're making. Austin Hedges gets a leadoff base hit. You get you get run, multiple runners on base, and it's thanks to someone letting Austin Hedges on base, and you can't capitalize. Like it's things like that that you you, you have to capitalize on things like that. Right, you're 100 accurate. And on top of that, I mean, one of the Pirates' runs came just because of a wild pitch. I'm not so confident that that, that run, like the Pirates, even going to extra innings on their own, <laughs> they had to let the pitcher throw a wild pitch to score Brian Reynolds to get that one run. So. Yeah, man, uh, it's just it's just so inconsistent this lineup, and it's funny because like even going to this game, you see Chris Owings in there, you see Austin Hedges at the back end, 
Bay's been hitting the ball better lately. Uh, but it's just like, okay, horrible back end of this lineup once again. And it was those three that had the first three hits of the Pirates in the, in the game. For I think like the first, what, five innings, it was Bay, Hedges, and Owings that all had the only three hits of the game. Yeah, I mean, Bay, Owings, Hedges kept the team in the game, especially <laughs> in the early part. Yes. Mm. Yes. And, and like we keep going back to this also, you can still – question the construction of this 26 man roster right and having like a chris owings and austin hedge in the back end is questionable but at the end of the day the rest of this team has to perform and that's what they're not doing yeah and then i mean you you go to the bottom half of the 10th you put in robert stevenson i'm i'm not sure why they wouldn't have just gone to bednar for a second inning the pirates are you know, he's not going to pitch tomorrow anyways on three days. Like he's not going to do back to back to back days, 11 pitches in the ninth for Bednar. I would have sent him out there again for the 10th, but they bring in Stevenson and he gives up the three run Homer. That was the game. And pitched all that awful, that, that extra, extra inning. Obviously the guy came on ground out, but you know, the, the runner ran to third gets an out. Intentionally walks Kellenick, obviously the right decision. Well, you thought it was. <laughs> and uh, I, I mean, I don't know. Stevenson's kind of mixed, but I didn't think he pitched all that bad. And that Well, he gave up a three-run bomb to end the game, Denario. Again, he did. One of them was because, obviously, the guy just... He pushed. pitched two-thirds of an inning and gave up three runs. Yeah, but you understand the one wasn't earned. The one's just because it's the 10th inning. And it he doesn't matter. Runs. He was off. Well, he gave up okay. a nuke to Eugenio Suarez to end the game. He he did. And it, and again, the second one was also intentionally walked. Um. Anyways, going back to Bednar though, I just want to say I'm looking it up right now. I, I do wonder because there's a lot of talks last year because of it. And yeah, and I am correct in thinking this. He's never gone more than one inning this year so far, and I'm wondering if that's well by design right now because he was used he was used multiple times last year, and of course once. The, the infamous Dodgers game where after that he was just like not the same. You keep going back to that. So I do wonder if there's something to that. Like if he's on a, almost as strict as you can get, listen, it's a one outing or one inning outing every time. He has not gone over one inning yet this year from what right. I can tell. So no, I'm looking. He hasn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like today would have been the perfect chance to do it. I, you, you you have the guy on second base to start that inning. There's really no room for error whatsoever. 11 pitches, like, right. send the dude back out. I'm with but it. At the end of the day, that doesn't matter. Like, the offense Correct. just wasted so many opportunities that this was going to be inevitable. It was either it was either going to be Bednar doing this or, or Stevenson later on. Yeah. Probably. But you're right. You know, I – could definitely see sending Benner back out there this instance, but ultimately you can have that blame game. The offense has to show up. It just, it just doesn't. I mean, the entire month of May outside of, I think three games essentially that you can point to, which they just exploded for. It's been completely anemic. And today's another great example of that. I mean, ironically enough, as I put it out there, well, they ended up not, but I mean, at the end of the day, they had more base runners than, than Seattle. 
it was funny. Like they scattered it here and there, but like they can't consistently score runs. And the big part too, is we talk about the home run. Like there's not a guy out there that can just, when there's one guy on two guys on, that can hit a two run, three run shot. It just isn't happening. Uh, and today again, the strikeouts was a big issue yesterday. 17 of them today, there was 12. So, I mean, there you are, as someone here stated, the 2021 pirates, uh, like just this offense is just looking more and more like it. <sighs> Again, because it's of the just, strikeouts. Yeah. That's one thing they weren't doing. Yeah, they, they weren't striking out at the beginning of the year. They are now. And, and yeah, a complete lack of power. Outside, you know, they hit seven home runs Friday night, and then it's gone. And it was gone for weeks before that. It's just Mind a weird you, they had team. nine home runs leading into that game for the month of May. They almost yeah. doubled their home run output one game. Yeah. Like, they had no home. They, they had no power all May uh, to – yeah, that game is definitely starting to look like a uh, complete anomaly. Uh, that is uh, that is not who they they are. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at the Mariners. The flip side, they score six runs today, five of them by way of the home run. Just a lot easier. It's a lot easier to score runs when you're hitting the ball over the fence. Yeah, for sure. J Rod, man, he just he's on a whole nother level right now. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of struggling going into the series. and Yeah. Well, not so much woke, into the series. Woke him up. But, yeah, he, he, he kind of caught fire the series before, and he's certainly keeping it going right now. Yeah. So I think I put out there six. This is now his sixth multi-hit game in seven games played. <laughs> yeah, way to catch him. And the it, it was kind of crazy that the two home runs that the two solo homers the Mariners hit were just some of the highest – shots I've ever seen like 43 degree launch angles, 105 plus miles an hour, like straight into the air. Just majestic shots. Three feet. Yeah. Into the air also. Yes. Mm -hmm. Crazy, crazy home runs. Just scrape the wall. Both of them just scrape the wall, but yeah, they were kind of, they were pretty impressive. All right. Do we want to get into the start of the game then with Luis Ortiz? Yeah, let's do that. So he does take the mound today. Uh, we've talked about his first two starts, right? It was an okay start, then a bad start. Then he had a really, really good start. So which version of Luis Ortiz going to get today wasn't the good one. Um, he, he certainly showed like reasons that, you know, you have intrigue on him, the talent that he has. He had, what, six strikeouts today? Yeah. Um, yeah six, six strikeouts in five yeah. innings. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, just a real lack of command giving up five, I'm sorry, four walks, did have the three earned, those two home runs, as you mentioned. Um, it was a very mixed bag, but it wasn't a good it wasn't a good start. I felt like he came away there pretty lucky with just three three earned. I'll, it was kind of a – it's one of those starts where you look at it and, yeah, like he his command was way off. But at the same time, you're you almost leave it optimistic in, in that – the stuff was still so good that with this, as bad as he looked with the command, I mean, he was not hitting his spots at all the entire outing. And the stuff was still good enough that he at least put together a respectable outing um, and kept the team in the game, gave them a chance to win. So it it just kind of shows like the upside that he has, but at the same time also shows what he needs to work at to take that next step forward. It was, it was just one of those games where you could kind of see both both spectrums of Luis Ortiz. Yeah. You know, the, the stuff is great, and 
when it's on, it's really on. We saw that last time out, but when it's off, it's still good enough at times, like when it's off that he can still put together a, a decent outing. Uh, but like you mentioned, command all over the place, wasn't hitting his spots all night. And, you know, that that meant sliders not where they were supposed to, being hit a long way. Uh, they meant a lot of walks. So, yeah, he kind of danced through a lot of stuff all night. But, again, some positives to take from the start, but definitely some things were, oh, yeah, that's that's what Luis Ortiz needs to work on. Right. You know, it's funny with you saying that. You mentioned the slider, right, getting hit a long way. But at the same time, 47% whiff rate on the slider, eight swing and misses. You know, even the fastball, he's getting a lot of swing and misses, five of them. Mm-hmm. So, like, even the stuff wasn't sharp and he wasn't hitting his spots. Go back to what you're saying, the talent, like, he was, st- it was still filthy. Guys weren't really able to connect with it until they were, and it went a long way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, but you're right. Like, this is, this is why I shouldn't say why, but. When you look at his body of work, right, three out of the four starts we're talking about were unfavorable, right? The one was a really, really good start. The other three, there's definitely a lot you come away talking about that he's got to work on. And at the end of the day, still a 4.35 ERA. So kind of like what you're alluding to here, even when he's not on, it's still good enough that it's a respectable start, right? Like he hasn't yeah. gone out there and given up eight earned coming out in the second inning, you know, third inning, stuff like that. He works through it. If the Pirates had in the offense, you might have a couple of wins under him. Yeah. But uh, again, just not, not, not as good of a start as last time out. Right. I mean, the last, last time out we saw what the that upside can really, can really present. He was super efficient. He was throwing strikes kind of a 180 from, from there, but you're going to have that with him. He's young. He's still developing. He's not going to be your most consistent arm night in and night out. No. Which I guess kind of leads to the next thing. So Vince Velasquez officially going to the IL, right? We saw that outing yesterday, came out with shorter discomfort and going to the IL. So the talk was, you know, Rowan Z and, and I guess Shelton, Shelton or Charrington all, but well, they actually did. They confirmed it. The plan was to put him in the bullpen. And we talked, you know, last night in the post game, you know, with Vince Velasquez being injured and likely going to be long-term, if that was a plan, that's probably going to be scratched. So, sounds like it will be. But right now for today, Rosie does go into the bullpen. Does, ha- does have two outings, two very good sharp outings. Did hit 96, I believe. I don't think he hit 97. But I do believe 96 and a half. So if you want to okay. round up, 97. Yeah, We'll round up. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we hit 97 today. So uh, positive things to see. But I guess ultimately, let's start off with just your take of Ronzi coming out in the bullpen today. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to skip the start anyways, because I mean, I, I kind of feel like with Velasquez going back on the IL, you're just going to move Contreras right back into that slot, right? Uh, so this is this is just his normal outing that he would have between two appearances. 11 days apart. Right. Uh, so yeah, co- totally fine with him getting some work today. Absolutely. I would, I, I would, I was going to prefer this to happen. Um, and he looked good. Uh, the command was, was better, uh, you know, struck out a batter, but the contact that he gave, um, the contact that he was giving up was, was pretty soft contact. So, uh, yeah, nice little two inning outing out of the bullpen. 
I don't know if there's anything really to take from it to like build upon or anything, but he looked, he looked good. Like when you put, when you put a starting pitcher and you put him in the bullpen for an outing like this, he could look bad or he could look good and you would prefer that they look good. Right. And he looked good. There you go. Probably the best way of saying it. Um, I did want to bring that up just because I think there was a lot of people who were confused seeing him in the bullpen and, and right. I mean, he's essentially going to skip a start. He'll be in there again. Probably like he said, like taking over Vince Velasquez's spot uh, or come up here. So like, just get him some work. That's what this was. And he did the job and doing it as well. Uh, but yeah, like it did kind of remind me of Ronzi of last year in the bullpen. Like he just, this is the thing that you saw in Ronzi. He did last year. He's doing it again, uh, but he looked really good in this multi-inning role coming in there. So, right. Hopefully it's something he built upon. Um, you know, I know the idea was to put him in the bullpen. It maybe would work some things. Just talk slightly about that. It wasn't something I totally, totally, totally hated. And I'm just going to say it in one reason and one reason only. It's coming from me, Jim. I'm starting to have some faith in the Pirates pitching coaches. And if they feel like there's something that Rowanzi can work on to best suit him in the bullpen for, then I might be okay with it for a short-term fix for a long-term improvement, right? Like going back to the Mitch Keller, not that like Rosie's in any type of Mitch Keller yeah. territory, but if they felt like let's put him in the bullpen for something and then get him out there, that's the reason and it works, then I'm willing to see it through because I'm at the point now where I'm starting to have some faith in this. It's a fair argument and I would go along with it if this team had any benefit of the doubt <laughs> with, with like really anything. Um, you could say, yeah, we're going to put Rowanzi in the bullpen so that he can work on a few things. I don't think that's why they put him in the bullpen. The reason why I think they put him in the bullpen is because they want Vince Velasquez to start so that they can trade him at the deadline as a starting pitcher. I I hope that's the reason why they moved him to the bullpen, because if the other reason is I think Vince Velasquez is better than Rowanzi Contreras, then I don't agree with that. <laughs> and I think that anybody in the front office who thinks that is is incorrect. And if yeah. that's their the way they, they judge players, then I don't really have a whole lot of faith in that. Um, but I'm going to believe that this organization said, hey, we want Vince Velasquez as a starter so that we can kind of keep his value up so that when we do have to trade him at the deadline, um, he's – He's doing, he's a starter, right? So, but it looks like this was short-term. Contreras is going to slot right back into the rotation here. So all of this like doesn't even matter at this point. Right, (laughs) right, right, right. Anyways, so yes, then Horderman does come into the game. Horderman looked filthy once again. Uh, There's just, I mean, again, the more and more I see him, the more I feel even more confident. But one inning, two strikeouts, just throwing sick heat. He did his job as well. <laughs> yeah, no, he's uh, he is clearly the number two talent in that bullpen. Heads and shoulders above whoever's number three. We could, we yeah. could argue whoever number three is. Holderman is two. Bednar is one, Holderman is two. Those are clear. It should be illegal that he throws a two-seamer the way he does. It yeah, really he, can, he can hit like a hundred with that with that it's otani-esque kind of yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's nasty. When he's commanding it, it's a nasty pitch. Yes. Uh, anyways, and then, yeah, as mentioned, Bednar does come in. He looks very David Bednar-ish. One inning, no hits, no walks, strikeout. But that does it for the bullpen because, as mentioned, Stevenson did, came into the, did come into the game, lose it, Pirates lose 6-3. to three. Yeah, I mean, there's a pitching. So like I said, I mean, it was, it was shaky at first with Luis Ortiz. Seattle gets out in the head. The Pirates bats weren't coming alive at all. Three nothing. Bullpen comes in. Now the bull, the pitching changes. The pitching looks really, really, really good. And then the offense starts to click here and there. And again, as mentioned, they did squeak in three runs to tie it to the tenth. Uh, I guess to kind of get to the offense again, like in general. I mean, Brian Reynolds did have two hits today. G1 Bay also had two hits today. Um, maybe both of their bats coming alive a bit. Bay's I think a little bit longer. No mistakes on the base pass either for Bay. Actually, I'll, I want to make sure I word this right. The one play was really good. The one diving defensive play at center, really, really good. The bigger highlight play, I feel like, goes to G1 Bay's like, highlight reel in center field, basically. It just wasn't played well. That turned into a highlight. It was still very athletic, and it's, it's the athleticism he has that makes me feel like he mm-hmm. could become a very good center fielder one day. Um, yeah, but you know, when you have to reach back like this to catch the ball, you probably didn't track the ball down too well to begin with. I, I'm going to give Hayes a little bit more credit than you here. I give, give Bay a little bit more credit than you here. Sorry. I'm reading the comments and everybody's talking about Hayes. We'll get to Hayes. <laughs> guys. Like, calm down. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to give Bay a little more credit. Uh, the play coming in on the line drive by uh, it was, I forget who, who hit it, but uh, the line drive coming in great play. Um, and, and that ball going back into center field, I don't care who you are as a center fielder. Like that's a tough play to make Yeah. it. And yeah, his athleticism and he got, he got kind of lucky. I think too, he just kind of threw his arm up in the air, uh, behind him and, and caught it, but it was a hell of a play. And, and if he doesn't make that play, the game might not even go into extra innings. So, Oh, it, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it doesn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I'm going to give him more credit. He looked good out there in center field today. He had a really good game in general today, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, the two hits, uh, he he had one of the only two extra base hits today. He had a pretty good series. Like, coming out of that Rangers series, I mean, we were ready to uh, – there, there were DM people – Yeah, there were people with, like, pitchforks in hand uh, with Bay, and we were among those guys, too. Like, we're not, I'm, not, I'm not saying we weren't. Uh, but a good series from G1 Bay following that Rangers series. He he showed this series kind of what he's capable of when he plays when he plays plays well. Yep. Yeah. Again, I wasn't trying to bash him at all. Um, I was trying to use that. It wasn't a well run route, but again, like his athleticism, a lot of those plays you see, like his athleticism is I don't want to say off the charts, but it's so high that he's not a center fielder, but I do feel confident that he can learn that. And that'd be a big plus. Again, like I think what his falls in line too, is like, if he can get that versatility, if his talents transcend and, and play, you know, into the major league level and such, like he could be a really good, useful utility player. And that, that one diving catch is, was a great defensive play. Uh, and, and again, like he has a lot of highlights already in the limited time he's played. And again, a lot of it's because of his athleticism. So Anyways, yeah, good uh, good game for Bay. And as mentioned, Brian Reynolds did have two hits. 
scoring a run, had an RBI. But, like, yeah, outside of that, I guess everyone wants to get to Cabrian Hayes. Let's get to talking about Cabrian Hayes. Four yeah, I guess, I guess strikeouts. Kind of, kind of lump Hayes and Joe in together. But, yeah, we can talk about Hayes here first. Yeah, it's it's awful. We've known the bat has not been that good. The glove plays, and the glove keeps him alive, and the glove keeps him at that contract is probably still going to be okay throughout it. But going into spring training, there was some positivity. There were some reasons to think that maybe the bat could come around. He shows it like in spurts. It's just two home runs on the year. But overall, this bat and today, huge demonstration of the four strikeouts. Mm-hmm. He's just looking pathetic. It's just so disappointing because, I mean, you mentioned the glove, and we talk about this all the time. Like, if he could just be average at the plate, then he's, like, a really good player. The past two seasons, he's been he's been pretty well below average at the plate, and he's still put up five war over the last one and a half seasons, basically, since he was out for half of 2021. Um, but this year, he's just taken – yet another gigantic, I mean, it's just a gigantic step backwards that he's taken this year. He's sitting at a 67 weighted runs created plus now. Uh, the batting average has dipped all the way to 221. His on-base percentage is down 25, 41, 39 points from last year. Um, slugging down from last year. So like everything is just down from last year. And I I mean, I'm not to the point where like there's people in the comments here saying Hayes needs to go to triple A or it's like, I'm not, I'm not to that point because the glove is still good enough to make him like useful, but geez, he has been terrible. He has been terrible at the plate and there's, he's not really showing any signs of, of not being terrible in spring training. We saw him pull the ball more. It's just his, his entire approach at the plate right now isn't cutting it yeah. with the contact that he does make it, it, it goes, if he hits the ball hard, it's going to one spot basically. And it's just going straight into the right fielder's glove at half the time. Uh, when he makes weak contact, he's just grounding out the second today. He was just striking out way more than we are used to seeing him uh, do, but he's just, maybe he could use one of those like whole series off right now and just the cut- focus on, <laughs> Focus on himself because, like, every time Kutch went into Atlanta, he yeah. <laughs> took that series off. Yeah, yeah, like it's just it's bad. It's his offense is, is really bad right now. Well, as far as qualified hitters, there are exactly 162 of them right now in the major leagues with his 67 weighted runs created plus, which is what Brian Hayes has right now. He ranks 159th out of how many. Out of 162. Above Gene Segura, Jose Abreu, which actually, by the way, no, it was a 45. Even the home run today won't push him up that far. Uh, Ezekiel Tovar and Joey Weimer. So there's four players he's better than. That's where we're at with Cabrian Hayes. And, and you're right. This is bad. Like, this is the unacceptable level, right? Yeah. We're just asking for, honestly, an, a below average to average hitter. That's all you needed from Cabrian Hayes. And he's pretty much demonstrated he can be that. This year, the year that you hoped to see um, progression, <laughs> it's been regression. And you can't see that. 
No, I mean, he was basically at where you were like, okay, I'm cool with this offensively, but at least be this. And now he's, he's well under that point. Like he right. cannot be this bad. Right. This level with that glove, then you start to worry about the contract. <laughs> he can't yeah. be this bad. Right. Yeah. Like he's got to give you two plus war consistently. And he's not looking like he's going to do that this year. Right. Not to Which say it can't bad. happen, but yeah. it's certainly not trending that way. And now with it, about to turn over to June. There's uh, yeah. there's reasons to be concerned and worried, and to talk about <laughs> setting up the AAA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's just it, and it's just the approach. Like you see him just taking this approach, and it's not working. Um, hopefully, I think he's and people are in the comments talking about like work ethic and stuff. Like I think his work ethic is great. I think his makeup's great. I'm gonna bet on the guy because of his med- makeup. And his and his and his athleticism that he's going to eventually figure this out. But right now he's he's at the uh, he's at the lowest of the lows right now. We haven't seen him be this yeah. bad ever. Yep, that's for sure. I guess to transition over to Connor Joe to talk about him a little bit. Uh, so O in his last sixteen plate appearances, he would did go over five today. Uh, three strikeouts. The difference is, at least when we look at the body of work, Connor Joe still has a very productive season under his belt. We're not talking about Connor Joe as if he needs to go to the AAA or whatnot. He's certainly struggling, but at least on the year, 241, 337, 455, a 116 way to runs created plus. You know, like he's still an overall good hitter, but he certainly is struggling lately. I think yeah, early and- in May, we saw some struggles and uh, the struggles he had, he had some really, really bad calls on him a few times. So you could like kind of tie that in, whatever has some good games. But right now he's certainly struggling. Yeah. And with him, it's one of those things where it kind of gets amplified because he was up in some big spots today and he just didn't come through in any of them. Uh, three, three at bats with runners in scoring position today, over three. And, and like you mentioned all the strikeouts, he was up multiple times where like, you've just got to put the ball and play Connor Joe. And he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and yeah, that's that's frustrating. And whenever you are struggling, kind of like he is right now, and you do you do those sorts of things and high leverage opportunities, people are going to really start noticing that you're struggling. Yeah, and you know where a lot of those opportunities come from? Batting third. So one of the questions here: Why is Joe batting third? I mean, that's a, a valid question. What I ask you to bounce it back off is, if not Joe, who? who? Again, kind of comes down to the problem. We already talked about the bottom three being Hayes, Hedges, and uh, Owings. You talk about the struggles that Hayes has. You talk about the streakiness that Swinski has, and outside of the one game, still a bad showing of his streakiness. Cutches at leadoff, Reynolds at second. Is it Santana who's been struggling pretty much all, all year and certainly recently as well? Is, is Castro, I guess you could talk. It's a lefty, so maybe Castro. Mm-hmm. Who, who is it? That's the problem with this team right now. Outside of one, two, back to that comment, looking back like the 2021 Pirates, who is it? Yeah. I mean, if it's me and you're asking that question to me, Castro's, 
Castro's the guy. Sure. But especially against the lefty. Like I'm I'm trying to bump Castro up in that order as much as possible. But yeah, I mean, we're to the point right now where that number three hitter has kind of been rotating between Sawinski and Joe. And those guys have been playing, like you just mentioned, very poorly lately. Right. And when you have so again, a black okay, hole fine. It's three, Castro. Yeah. Then the question is, why is such and such been the fourth hole? Like that's you really only have right. three hitters in this lineup right now that you feel comfortable with. Yeah. So not so much trying to put, you know, I'm not trying to give him an out either, but I'm not trying to put this all on Joe and like and Shelton, why is he batting third? There's just not many options right now. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. Well then. So Pirates lose six to three. <laughs> they are twenty six and twenty six. Um, not sure if you know this is it. This is the end of it. The Pirates run is done. Still have some games to go. The good news is the month of May is turning over. Maybe they'll find something in June coming up here. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, but yeah. So anything else you really want to talk about right now on this show? Um, no. Not, I guess we'll uh, we'll have Henry or Andy. Nah, we'll have we'll have Starbucks tomorrow. Tailgate yeah. next Saturday. That'll be fun. It will. Gold lot two. If you're going to the game and if you're not head to the game, it's O'Neill Cruz Bubblehead. If you want to know what a real capable hitter looked like, <laughs> you can find it once again in bubblehead form. But uh yeah, we'll be there at 12 o'clock. The post I'm sorry, post game. The uh tailgate live podcast will start at one. If you want to jump on, maybe you could you can get on the show. But it'll be a lot of fun. Tomorrow, Starbucks, and then post games throughout the week, as well as other things, too. So we'll be back. (laughs) See you then. Bye-bye. See you guys. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video, and subscribe to the page. It helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.